Hello, and welcome to 7-Minute Opinions, your audio guide to thought-provoking arguments from a variety of writers and thinkers. I'm Ryan Cooper, and today I'd like to share my case for pardoning Edward Snowden and Chelsea Manning. Whistleblowers have really taken it on the chin over the last decade. As president, Barack Obama has used the Espionage Act against more people who leaked to journalists than every other president combined. Well, starting off this hour, another name has been added to the list of people charged under the Espionage Act. James Hitzelberger is the seventh person to be charged under the Espionage Act under the Obama administration. Here's the others. Well, Thomas Drake, uh, he was a senior NSA executive. The most famous of these is undoubtedly Edward Snowden, the former CIA spy and defense contractor who leaked information about U.S. dragnet surveillance to Glenn Greenwald and several other reporters. Now, before I get into why Snowden and fellow whistleblower Chelsea Manning should receive some sort of mercy, let's briefly recap what the two have done. In 2013, Edward Snowden leaked a trove of documents to several journalists who published a series of blockbuster stories on government surveillance. Major newspapers, including The Guardian and The Washington Post, published a blizzard of stories about dragnet surveillance programs that were collecting huge chunks of internet and phone traffic, including sensitive metadata on millions of innocent people, and bypassing internet encryption. The Washington Post and The Guardian both won the Pulitzer Prize for their Snowden reporting. A year later, reform of NSA surveillance became law. The reform was weak, but it was still a marked departure from years of ever-growing surveillance powers. In 2010, Chelsea Manning leaked a big trove of documents to WikiLeaks and other reporters. It included footage of a U.S. Apache helicopter gunship slaughtering numerous unarmed civilians, including two war correspondents from Reuters. Those documents also reveal details on many other civilian casualties in Iraq and Afghanistan, as well as thousands of diplomatic cables. About every major news publication covered some part of the Manning documents, and they may have helped inspire the Arab Spring. Of the two whistleblowers, Manning has the more morally urgent case, mainly because she has already endured years of brutal punishment. She was arrested six years ago and was imprisoned in the torture of solitary confinement for nearly an entire year immediately afterward, which prompted the UN Special Rapporteur on Torture to accuse the U.S. government of cruel, inhuman, and degrading treatment. She was locked up for another two years before she even went to trial, and after pleading guilty to some charges and being convicted on others, she was sentenced to another 35 years in prison. After a suicide attempt this year, she was thrown in solitary again. Recently, Manning formally asked President Obama to commute her sentence to time served, writing that her punishment was unreasonable, outrageous, and out of line with what I had done. You could sensibly argue that Manning was somewhat more irresponsible with her leaks than Snowden was, giving them to the increasingly unstable WikiLeaks instead of a more reliable source. Nevertheless, her leaks were still meant to serve the public interest. After all, she could have sold them to Russia or China for megabucks. Here's what I suggest. Instead of a full pardon, Manning should get the same treatment as David Petraeus. As a former head of the CIA, Petraeus was caught sharing extremely classified documents with his biographer and mistress Paula Broadwell. He carelessly stored those documents in an unlocked desk drawer and then lied about it to the FBI and the CIA, which is another crime. For all of that, Petraeus' guilty plea earned him one misdemeanor count and two years probation. As for Snowden, the strongest case for his pardon is a lot more cynical, but perhaps more likely to be accepted. He's stuck in Russia because the U.S. revoked his passport. Leaving aside the public and journalistic value of his disclosures, it is simply a national security risk to keep Snowden penned up there. He says that he does not have his documents anymore, but who knows what Russian intelligence might get out of a serious expert like him if they decided to. Also, it just looks bad. 
relentlessly pursuing a domestic whistleblower so that he gets trapped in a repressive autocracy, where the U.S. government spooks talk to Jingo reporters about how much they fantasize about personally murdering him, is the kind of thing that happens in Putin's Russia. But instead, the U.S. looks like a brutal hypocrite while allowing Putin to cynically pose as a defender of free expression and public debate. So if Snowden can't be pardoned or offered some bargain to avoid jail time, the smart move would be to quietly arrange for him to escape to a more U.S.-friendly place where he won't be in constant danger of abduction by Russian security agents. Perhaps Germany, where there are fresh memories of the downsides of dragnet surveillance, is a good candidate. Sometimes the more merciful option is also the hard-headed realistic one. Unfortunately, it's unclear whether or not the U.S. security apparatus can see sense. Frankly, I doubt it. And that does it for this episode of 7-Minute Opinions. Look out for new episodes every Tuesday on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. For more of the week's selection of podcasts, including 7-Minute Explainers and This Week I Learned, go to theweek.com slash audio. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, tell your friends, or give us a rating or review on iTunes. I'm Brian Cooper, and thanks so much for listening.